Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Not sure why Tommy Lee has decided that we all need to see his penis again, but he's uh, he's shared it. <laughs> Maybe it's that uh, Pam and Tommy miniseries that kind of brought oh, him back around right. to, to wanting to whip out his wiener. Uh, maybe show it to a new generation, although that sounds creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's getting very creepy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it in a while, not much has changed. <laughs> Although I think he's doing more grooming these days than he did back uh, in the Pam and Tommy video. Make it look bigger? When he was steering the boat with it. Right. (laughs) Jesus. Unbelievable. It was the keel. Yeah. Yeah. So he uses it to dock the boat. Right. Um, So the photos were removed. He put them up on Instagram and Facebook, but supposedly they're still up on Twitter if you want to go take a look. Actually, our good buddy Dean Blundell at his website has the photo and a terrific story of him drinking and hanging out all afternoon with Tommy Lee. (laughs) Uh, If you want to check that out, you can go uh, read read our pal Dean. Um, And on Instagram, he also posted a picture of an elephant looking at a naked man and saying, how do you breathe through that little thing? No word yet uh, why Tommy thought this was necessary, but he did. He did. Lisa Kudrow sharing a story about Jerry Seinfeld, where she bumped into him back when Friends and Seinfeld were on the air, and uh, she bumped into him at a party. And so she walks in, and she says, hey, Jerry, how you doing? And he just walks right up to her and says, you're welcome, and walks away. Wow. She says, why? Thank you for what? And he turns around and says, you're on us after in the summer, and you're welcome. Well, Lisa agreed with him, but she thought it was just a little odd and abrupt the way he went mm. right at her like that. She claims Friends was doing well in the ratings during its first season, but it really exploded in the summer when its reruns aired after Seinfeld. Now, tough to defend it if if it was just a jerky comment. Mm. Likely it was a joke Yeah, to start. Also, you have to keep in mind, too, that in the entertainment business, ratings are everything. Sure. And especially when it came to those must-see nights mm-hmm. uh, on, on NBC. And uh, I'm sure as a, a producer, executive producer on that show, it was the constant talk for Jerry Seinfeld oh, about yeah. friends versus Seinfeld. Uh, so to see one of the friend stars there get a jab in. Yeah. It probably wasn't a personal jab. It was more just it's all he hears about. Yeah, but yeah, probably. And he was very driven. You know, at that time, he really never got to settle down. Uh, he got married later in life. He had kids later in life. His whole world was his stand-up and that TV show. And I'm sure it was all he focused on 100%. So even in a social setting where you're just supposed to be relaxed, he can't help but talk about work. Um, but you also see it in, it's not just him, it's in all of entertainment. I, I've, I've noticed it more in him as of late when he's being interviewed. He seems like with age, he's getting a little more cranky. Mm. But uh, anyhow, she shared that story. She said, yeah, he was totally right. It was just an odd way to approach her. Quest Love has bought a farm to prepare for the end of the world. He says, okay. I'm ready. He goes, I got an eight acre farm. We're building a warehouse for his records and a safe haven for his family. He was convinced to do this uh, by an ex after uh, living through the pandemic and stuck in a penthouse. Was was he stuck with that ex yes. or now ex? That's why she's the ex, I guess. <laughs> I'm building my version of Noah's Ark, my dream place, that in case something happens, then I know to ring the alarm and everyone knows immediately to report to the farm. 
I will say this, though. If you want to garner some sympathy about your situation in the pandemic, don't refer to it as the penthouse. Yeah, you could just say apartment. I was, you know, hey, I've been stuck in an apartment for two years. I wanted a farm. Yeah. Not, well, I had to get through it in the penthouse. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm sure the I only, only person... had 3,400 square feet in Manhattan. <laughs> that view over Central Park is tough to take. <laughs> Sure, the only person who won't be allowed into the farm will be Will Smith, though, because if you remember from the Oscars, it was for Quest Love, whose award got totally right. squashed by well, Will. And in his uh, recent apology video, Will mm-hmm. Smith did refer to that as well. Yeah, he did. Um, the ring doorbell. My gosh, this is a thing. Everybody's got one these days, and so much so that Wanda Sykes is going to be hosting a series dedicated to viral videos taken by ring doorbells and security cameras. It's called Ring Nation. And you'll see all sorts of people doing silly things, falling down steps, military reunions, marriage proposals, animals freaking out. It's like the new version of America's Got, uh, not America's Got Talent, but America's Funniest Home Videos. Right. You see somebody getting clubbed <laughs> in the junk. There's some great ones, too. Yeah. I love I love videos of, of dogs that surprise their owners when they're going out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like, you open the door and you're turning just to lock the door behind you or something, right. and the dog sees a squirrel and takes off. <laughs> and you just see people getting dragged, like arms falling out of sockets. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there was a woman the other day walking a dog that had to be twice her size. I felt so bad, and I thought, do you know, maybe you don't have anybody else in your life to help you with this dog, but why would you even have a dog like this? Because she was really struggling. She's walking him, and he's on his leash, but I guess something caught his eye, and he's desperate to, to go at it. And she's like with both arms just hauling back on him. Wow. She's going to lose her arms out of her sockets. Yeah, I would go when picking a dog with something that weighed less than me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less. Yeah, a lot less. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin may be calling it a career. He's got this current show with Martin Short called Only Murders in the Building, and it's been renewed for a third season. People say it's very funny. Um, he says he'll carry on with Mart- Martin Short for as long as they want to do their live show. But he just says there will be a natural end to all of it. Somebody's got to get sick. Somebody's got to wear out. I won't do anything without Marty. So they are, oh. they are very, very tight. Um, and you know, Steve Martin, if you, if you only know of him from things like this show or playing his banjo, or maybe you saw him in some of his later movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, of course, almost <laughs> I, I haven't seen him in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles yeah. might be the more poignant question. That's right. But he was, if you didn't know, if you're younger, in the 1970s, he was huge. I went to, uh, with a family vacation to California sometime around the time that the first Steve Martin movie, The Jerk, came out. And he was doing like three and four nights selling out the L.A. Forum. Just standing up there with the arrow on his head. Wild and crazy guy. People losing their minds. Before I ever saw Steve Martin uh, on video or in any of his movies, I heard his comedy. Yeah. Uh, through, remember they used to have the Sunday funnies Mm -hmm. late on Sunday nights. I I would stay up late uh, to to listen to that by the radio. Yeah, they were that's my transistor radio story. But it really is, you know, it was amazing when I first saw it mm-hmm. afterwards. You know, the King Tut bid or any of the stuff he did on Saturday Night Live. He's, what, the five or six time host yep. of it. Uh, and, of course, the movies. And when we think about Steve Martin, Martin Short, right away, for me, it's Three Amigos that comes to mind. I love that King Tut song. <laughs> if I had known they'd line up just to see him, I'd taken all my money and bought me a museum. King Tut. <laughs> he was so great. An article caught my attention about the uh, the dropping of housing cost across the GTA and part of the 
the uh, headline was, um, see which parts of the GTA have dropped the most. And I said, <laughs> I don't even have to read it to know what this is going to say. And yep, Durham region has uh, dropped the most since February. And funny enough, my street alone in Durham region has dropped the most. In your street, it's, your, it's directly over your house. <laughs> Pinpoint location. Drop 120%. <laughs> it is scary. It is a scary thought. And, I mean, it's not surprising. We knew it was going to come. They've put measures in place by raising interest rates to try and do just that, mm-hmm. curb and calm uh, the housing market. Um, you know, still stronger in the GTA than in some other parts of the province mm-hmm. as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people, not only uh, those that are you know upset about the price of their house or what they think it's worth now, but those who maybe have put down down payments mm-hmm. or bought already yep. you know, and have, you know, large mortgages ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking at it going, oh, it's, it's not worth what I thought it was going to be or what they said it was going to be now. Yeah, I, I, I have seen in my neighborhood homes that uh, not that long ago, within within a year uh, and probably less, were going for a million dollars or close to in that ballpark. One just sold for like eight fifty, and I thought, oh, damn, okay, it's dropped a little bit there. But now from reading, uh, we're down about 29% uh, in Durham for uh, detached homes. Which, if you do some quick math, 29% on a million dollars is like $290,000. Right. So what was in February worth a million is worth about seven now. Mm -hmm. And, okay, look, you're still ahead. Because, honestly, it wasn't that long ago, pre-COVID, where I used to think to myself, boy, if I could get four or five for this, you know, or six. Uh, And, and, you know, again, it's all relative if you're buying in the same area, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yes, yours is worth less, but the one you're going to buy is now cheaper Mm -hmm. as well. What it is is that, you know, there are many people, I've heard these conversations who are contemplating retirement or near that point and thinking, well, I'm going to, you know, sell, bank Mm -hmm. out, cash out and move Mm -hmm. uh, and and go up to wherever it is or out east. Mm -hmm. That uh, seems to be the big push. Which was very, very popular and my money is going to carry over, you know, tenfold there. It's got to be a scary prospect. A buddy of mine that I used to work in radio with now sells real estate in Nova Scotia and, uh, or sorry, New Brunswick. And he said to me uh, recently that almost 80% of his business is retirees out of Ontario. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's much like Windsor was and still is. You could sell your home in Toronto and buy something for a lot cheaper, but everything has gone up uh, everywhere. And, uh, you know, you used to be able to look at homes on the East Coast that stared out over the ocean. You'd be cliffside for 400000 and Right. You know. <laughs> now you want to jump off that That's cliff. Right. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to live there. I'm going to jump. <laughs> Would you say, Lucky, that you're a good liar? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do I have a poker face when I play poker? I, I, I don't. I think so, but not very good at it. More than one in four of us say that uh, we are a good liar. I, I don't believe I am. I don't believe I lie all that often. I mean, there's always little white lies, of course. Those are the ones we use so that we, you know, don't hurt somebody's feelings right. necessarily. But I don't think I've ever had to. Um, I know for a fact in my life I've never had to lie to cover up anything big. Mm. Oh, maybe when I was a kid. Oh, when I was a kid, I remember, of course, getting caught with, like, cigarettes. Uh. You know, <laughs> lying that they were somebody else's. I remember um, 
my uh, my mom or my dad, one of them caught caught me with a pack of cigarettes in my bedroom when I was probably like 13 or 14 or something. And uh, so I said, I blamed him on my friend, my best friend, blamed right. him, threw him under the bus. But then I knew my mom would reach out to his mom. Oh. So he, by that point, had moved like pretty far, like a long bicycle ride away. <laughs> and I remember after um, after being caught... Uh, getting on my bike and hauling my arse up to his house to tell him, okay, you got to take the fall on this one. There are your cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I, you know, off the top of my head, probably that's the the biggest lie. Surprised you were able to ride there with your lungs as badly damaged <laughs> as they were. I was only 13. <laughs> the, damage, the damage was early. <laughs> early days your of the parents damage. were following you in the car just laughing. Oh, they have Look at this little smoker trying to ride over to his buddy's house. <laughs> the ambulance following me around. <laughs> yeah. Just always seems to me that lying is exhausting. Oh. Like I, I, a guy I worked with for years... This guy was married, still is to the same woman. I guess they must have gone to counseling of some sort. They had a couple of kids, the whole deal. But he always had girlfriends on the side, and not like one at a time. He'd have two or three different ones. Really? And he'd have like a secret apartment downtown. Wow. And extra credit card. Like it, just the chaos of his life. No kidding. I just like. <laughs> the chaos of that would be exhausting yeah. just to listen to. Oh, I used to say, how do you even have the energy to have sex with these women? <laughs> I, I, with all the running around and secrets, I'd be so tired and fed up. I'd be like, oh, forget it. <laughs> Anyhow, someone polled over 5,000 people and asked them to rate how good of a liar they were. And a quarter said they're good or excellent at lying to people. More said they're bad or very bad at lying. I also like to, I, I believe we like to say we're bad at lying because we don't want people to think we are liars. Right. Well, and, and it's likely so because we, we probably just justify it as we hide things. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not lying necessarily, mm-hmm. but we're hiding things. And a lot of that is probably emotions. Right? We, we get through our day, we struggle through our day, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and we tell everyone we're fine. Mm-hmm. Are you saying uh, I upset you, Lucky? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I tell my therapist these things. <laughs> we should all have therapy. Every, you know, that, that certainly you talk about uh, OHIP and changing of OHIP. One of the things that should be uh, included in our OHIP is our mental health. And everybody, like I, prescriptions and other assorted things, you should be allowed so many visits to a couch <laughs> per month or per year. I mean, I'm really serious about it. I think, you know, for so many people, just talking things through. You might not be depressed or have real, you know, heavy hang-ups or uh, dealing with a lot of mental stress. But, boy, we carry around a lot of crap that, yeah. you know, that we, we don't let go of or don't know how to let go of. That's why you, when you think back and you find yourself sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of this, like just pondering things kind of constantly that happened in the past. Right. Not being able to let things go. Yeah. You know. And and that the, the, and that's the stuff that drags us down, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. And, and and I'll even find myself going, "Why are you still thinking about that? It was 15 years ago, or you know, <laughs> like let it go." Yeah. Oh yeah. That well, and that happens so much, especially too as we we age, we may start to lose loved ones, mm-hmm. right? Or there's battles that happen within family and these grudges. They tend to dig deeper and deeper and mm-hmm. deeper. And when you look back to how it started, you can laugh at how small it was initially. Yeah. No, it's right. We, uh, we really do blow things out of proportion. Um, 
found uh, it was found this poll found also that three in four people think they're pretty good at spotting a liar and can usually tell if someone is lying to them. And this is where I fall flat on my face. I can't tell a liar ever, <laughs> ever. I, I just believe and trust basically in, right. in what you tell me. I take everything as, you know. Right. Well, it, well and, and, and the problem therein lies, too, that those who can't spot uh, sometimes aren't looking for it or they mm-hmm. don't want to believe mm-hmm. uh, that they could be lied to. Right. 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 We've seen a lot of that. and. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's funny how first things first people will say, well, all politicians are liars mm. and then believe whatever the politician says. No, you're right. Yeah, we certainly see that. Yeah, and I just, I could never imagine anybody lying to me. Why? Uh, look at me, I'm, a, I'm an angel. <laughs> I, 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 I do nothing but give, give out to the world. The second they agree with that statement, <laughs> they're lying to you. So if uh, one night you find lucky that your sleep apnea gear isn't working properly, you could try this, you could just tape your damn mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adrian might appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Why, sweetie, why do you have boxes and boxes of duct tape beside the bed? <laughs> She's bringing it to bed. You're thinking, well, something's getting kinky now. I'm going to get hot. Uh, mouth taping is supposedly a, a thing these days. Give me a break. It's some trend online. Some people are saying that it's uh, actually uh, good for you, but those people aren't um, doctors. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of reasons why it's not good for you. Uh, you could get congested in your sleep, and if you do, then good luck breathing if it's just in your nose. And having your mouth taped shut might be an issue if you have to, like, puke in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, that. Plus, it's not really good for your skin or your lips either. Dermatologists are saying, you know, your skin and your lips are pretty sensitive. And ripping tape off of them every morning, it's not a great idea. Especially for guys when you got the, the, right? the growth yeah. in the morning. Uh, if you have sleep apnea, it's even worse for your uh, risk of heart disease and stroke. So, And listen, any medical advice of any sort from online is b- bad decision. Right, yes. We'd seek a, an actual doctor's advice. Yes. You know, you've never gone to your local pharmacist and said, listen, I'm having a tough time sleeping because I'm snoring. And they never say, oh, duct tape in aisle 12. Yeah. <laughs> It's not how it works. Go to Canadian Tire. <laughs> Although they'd probably like to tell you that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Here, here's what you do. Shut up. It, I, it's got um, to be tough sometimes being a pharmacist. Uh, because, you know, people, when they can't get in to see their doctor or the walk-in clinic, certainly during COVID when the walk-in clinics weren't available, and, you know, you'd go in and you'd have maybe something slightly embarrassing and you know you're in the middle of the shoppers drug mart, and like I've got uh, I've got this um, this <laughs> looking around purpley kind of rashy thing. Uh, <laughs> oh well, where is your purpley rashy thing? Uh, it's um, it's in my uh, my boy area. Right. You got a cream for that? And then maybe some people don't care. They're like, I got this boil. Can I show it to you? <laughs> no, no, we don't want to see it. Thank you very much. Anyhow, yeah, uh, avoid the. Uh, the duct taping the mouth closed. Yeah, I would think that's probably not your best call. No. Even if your wife does suggest it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's some very odd relationship advice. If you're uh, lacking that extra spark, try going out and buying something for yourself. (laughs) 
What? Yeah. Then <laughs> that'll light a spark. That'll yeah, she'll burn it. <laughs> he or she will torch that It'll bad be an boy. Explosion yeah. at the end of that spark. Keep the purchase a secret from your significant other, and that might help. Oh my goodness! Yes. Now, okay. So what they're saying here is, you know. Go out. Okay, here's how they explain it. Sure, is it live dangerously? Is that what this is? I guess so. Uh, the study says that <laughs> secret spending by spouses may strengthen the relationship. The idea is not telling your partner creates some guilt in you, and feeling guilt leads to unplanned investment in the relationship. So then your partner feels closer to you because you've taken initiative to do nice things. So, for example... It's actually usually, as they they explain it, it's usually minor, mundane things. Right. So perhaps you stopped in at happy hour with some friends on the way home. You bought a round of drinks and decided not to mention it to your partner. You feel guilty about it, so you cook dinner or clean the house after. Gotcha. Or, or again, minor uh, things like you've indulged in fast food or you smoked a few cigarettes while you were away. Um this type of thing. Then we go home and we try to act extra nice to cover our guilt. What it does say Careful. is... Careful. Someone's going to take this to the next level. Well, this is the thing. You don't take the investment money for retirement and secretly buy a house in the Cayman Islands. With someone else. That's right. No. But having the odd puff and buying around a drinks and a pizza slice is, is fine. I don't know. I think if you're going to do that, you might as well... Instead of buying the gift for yourself, mm. maybe buy them... An unplanned gift. Mm-hmm. And don't tell them how much you actually spent on it. But and then, maybe that has the same guilt factor to it, but they also get a gift out of it. Yeah, but I think if you buy them a gift and you bring it home, one, they might think, okay, what have you done? Right. What did you screw up on you buy me? But then what you're doing is you're just handing them the gift, but you're not really showing them any emotional connection. Right. You think by well, buying I mean, them so, something. So to hide the price from them, maybe that oh, will. Oh, I see. Make no. you feel it's the guilt, is that what they they, 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 they want, want to, right? They want you to feel guilt, right? Like I don't feel bad enough. <laughs> I gotta add more. I know I'm not a good husband. <laughs> so when you walk, you walk home, when you drive home, and you've got that seven series parked in the driveway. <laughs> feel so guilty yeah. for you. See, and again, we were talking about lying earlier. This is again why I I'm just I'm pretty honest about everything because if I came home and had gobbled down a pizza slice on my way and now I was full and Maria's made dinner I I can't sit there and plow through food if I'm full I'm full I can't eat right or if I've had a few drinks I just know she's gonna smell it on me or notice it <laughs> so I mean I've got the hider <laughs> that's, that's that's why you do the dishes and cook all the meals and the amount of money spent at the rub and tug is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.